Welcome to the Trolling Star <laughs> Podcast. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips. With a very, very, very special guest. A long time coming. Our 69th Instagram follower. Yeah! <laughs> you just muted your mic again. <laughs> Okay, uh, Becca Skutek, a.k.a. Becca Busku, um, someone we went to high school with, uh, someone we've known for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can from- remember, it's, it's, uh, it's quite a, an, an accomplishment, or maybe the opposite, I guess, if you are like from like a bigger town and you're like, what, like, I, a lot of people that we're still friends with, I can like remember their like second grade yearbooks. <laughs> And Becca, I can remember you're like, like, it's, it's so weird. I'm like the week of anyone's birthday. I can probably guess correctly. Really? Like just like random stuff. Not the day, but like yeah. the like mid July, late July. Like it's so random what you remember, like yeah. stuff like that. I remember your house. Yeah, you've both, I've been to both of your houses and you've definitely yeah. both been to my house. Yeah. I remember it vividly. Um, I remember vividly. I remember vividly the house we went to for um, Ipswich semi-formal to take pictures at. Oh yeah, Kyle's house. That okay? That I thought it was Kyle's house, but I like wasn't sure. So I was. That's such a gorgeous house. Yeah, I also just remember that today that you like went to that semi-formal with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a time! Like really, what a time! Yeah. But, um, Tell us, what is one thing you've been up to during quarantine that is, like, something that you're like, wow, this has made my life drastically different from here on out? Different? Hmm. Maybe not different, but that you're like, I've now added this to my repertoire. My repertoire. Um, I retook up knitting, which sounds boring, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's a, very, like, <laughs> it's a very satisfying hobby because like you watch the thing getting made the whole time so like if you want to make something like quick it's like very like satisfying i feel like it's similar to cooking yeah in that respect where like you can like make it and then immediately enjoy it yeah no that's why i like like, cooking as soon as you're done knitting that cap or sweater it's not like it has to be published or go into a kiln it's just you just (laughs) pop it on your head no, like, I'm also trying to learn, like, Polish on Duolingo, and, like, that is the exact opposite. <laughs> like, I will not feel satisfaction from that till, for, like, five years. Yeah. <laughs> Until you meet another Polish person. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'll you, just... Yeah. You find yourself in Warsaw, and you're like, hey, like, I know how to get to the pub. I can, you know... I can read that street sign. We're good to go. Hey, I mean, I do live in Little Poland in Brooklyn, so Ooh. not too far away. That's uh, nice. Okay. Um, I hope back to the, the knitting. Um, I would like to point out that knitting has now made a resurgence, and it is an, like, an essential thing to learn for children. Being a middle school teacher, my middle school has a knitting and sewing class. It's an elective. Wow. Mm. It's taught by a six-foot-five a Dominican man named Jesus. He is awesome. He's, it's like, 
oh, like, like gym teacher? And he's like, nope, sewing. And we're like, oh, he's the best. Jesus is awesome. He's huge. That's he just, awesome. He stands outside of his, his room with one of the knit caps he made and just stares at kids. Get to class. And, like, and they run away. He's, so knitting, an essential part of that, that needs to be taught to 11 to 14 year olds. <laughs> I'm sure a very useful skill for them as well. But I wanted to ask you about your uh, food Instagram. Your cooking. Oh, yeah. That is something that I found, I think, probably the same way you found our Instagram, which was it just popped up in my Discover feed. Like, it was, exactly. like, sit for you. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I found out it was you, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Oh, where did you. that, where did that start? When did it start? And why did it start? I so, guess those questions are the same, just with different W questions. W yeah, words. Yeah, I'm all about those, the W questions. Yeah, the w. What, why, uh, when, where? And how. Yeah, so I, when we, after we graduated high school, I started to, um, I became a line cook at Fuego in Ipswich. Hell I, like, started there as, like, a bus girl and, like, a runner. And then when I turned 18, they pulled me back, um, and they taught me how to cook. So I cooked there, like, off and on. So I've always been, like, interested in cooking. It's just, like, a career I could never do the hours in because, like, nights and weekends just, like, sucks. But so now in quarantine, I found I was, like, spending way more time making, like, longer recipes because, like, way back in, like, April when it was, like, you're really not doing anything on the weekend, it'd be, like, oh, well, I can make that three-hour pasta five times. Right. I'm, like, all right. Like, fuck it. So then – I was like taking more pictures of things and I was like, oh, I should just like put them on Instagram for fun. I was like, yeah. see what, see who likes it, see who follows it, I don't know. You don't see too many of those Instagram accounts. Like obviously my feed is blown up after getting my dog of just puppy and there's like a million oh, yeah. puppy Instagrams. There's a million like Oops. our stupid podcast Instagram. There's a million like, this is like my, my Duncan OnlyFan account. Um, <laughs> I will, I, I, there needs to be more like, cooking instant maybe i haven't found my niche my algorithm isn't right but there needs to be more like cooking instagrams out there the thing i found is like so many there are a bunch but a lot of them are like paleo gluten-free yeah. and i'm just like i just don't eat that crap so it's, it's just it's like, like i want to eat like regular like yeah. Yeah. food that you would actually want to make and yeah. eat i found it's that also lady- like inspiring Cause it's like, you see it and you're like, especially with you specifically, it's like, oh, well, Becca made it so I can make it. No yeah. offense, not, not meant to be offensive at all, but it's just like, <laughs> you're a normal person that I knew in high right. school. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't like work in the field or like, no. like, yeah, like at a restaurant, but it was from this guy we called like crazy Steve who would like <laughs> got hot in the summer and cut his chef pants into shorts and like used to scream in pots and stuff. So like I did, I was taught. <laughs> But I'm not, not saying, like, I'm a you garden or something. You haven't exactly earned your Michelin stars yet. Right. I haven't fought him yet. I'm not there. Me and, Duncan have, me and Duncan have definitely had a fair share of, like, the weird, like, kitchen worker, like, vibes. Oh, my God. Where so it's, you, like, we're almost glad for your almost mental health that you're not, like, a chef. Because every chef I've ever met is batshit crazy. Absolute yeah. lunatics. Yeah. We, so for backstory, I don't know if you know this, I don't know if our listeners know this, but Jax and I worked together. We start, we were dishwashers for a summer at uh, the Saya restaurant and bar in Newburyport. 
Mm. And I became... I don't even think I knew that. I became the prep cook there for a winter break. Yeah, it was very, like, it was like cut potatoes for $15 an hour. You were also then, okay. you would be washing dishes, and they yell at me to do, do more work, and then they would take Duncan to, yeah, cut some carrots or something. <laughs> Love Then that. they would make fun He's of him so and send awesome. him back to the dish pit. No, too funny, though, because while this summer, while I was learning to cook, um, Andrew Novak was the dishwasher at the restaurant and he was supposed to be who they taught to cook, but then they <laughs> pulled me back instead. So it was like the exact same thing. It's like bitter. He's like, I'm over here washing queso and you're like making a salad. We were, like, you know, the worst is say it was like, I felt like fine dining at points. Like they were like, oh, oh the yeah. special tonight's like swordfish steak. And I'd just be scraping like, like $80 worth of food, beautiful prepped food just into a bucket and then washing yep. the the worst duncan if you can i remember it's the black slate like cheese yes. board yes, they were the black charcuterie slate. boards that they used yeah, yeah. oh black my slate. god you take them out of the the dishwasher and they're burning hot yes and then also on top of that there was we had like um we had like nice mustard so it was like the mustard mm-hmm. seeds were in it and if you left any of that on the slates and ran it through the dishwasher, it would get on everything you washed from that point forward. And it was infuriating. <laughs> oh, I remember, no, that... remember one time they were like, Jackson, get down to the basement. And it was it's an old Newburyport restaurant. So it's literally like spiral staircases and like yeah, really a, a ladder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a ladder. And they're like, get down in the basement. And I had to help Smola bring in literally a fucking like 120 pound like tuna. And like on my back and throw it onto like a counter. And he's like, Chef Jeremy was like filleting the shit up and everything. <laughs> I hate, I hate working. Like people are like, oh, pressure cooker. You're a middle school teacher. No, fucking working <laughs> in a restaurant. I hated that shit. It's like uh, once you get to that level of pressure, everything else seems easy. Yeah. Like everything else. Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember we also, we, I learned how to make bread there. Cause I had to, that was like my main job was making the sourdough and the, I believe it was a honey wheat bread that we had as well. That's also oh, a quarantine okay. thing. I feel like a lot of people got into bread. bread. And I bought all the stuff to make sourdough and then never made it. <laughs> I make a lot of like pizza dough though. Isn't it so like, I'm that, like almost there. Don't you need like yeast bacteria or germ yeah. or something? Yeah. Some, something medical that shouldn't be like in bread. Dude, I had to feed the yeast at Saya every day. That was part of my job, was feeding like the yeast. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it was sick, dude. All right, so here's my final question on this, is what is one recipe that you would recommend to everyone to try that like might not be like a, a go-to or a staple, but that's like, maybe not easy, but that's like a solid meal that you should try to cook? Hmm. Like if people want to challenge themselves, what is like a recipe maybe you have done that like, was like a good time making it but it was definitely like you learned something huh definitely a couple of things but one i made a quiche last week for the first time and i've realized more and more as i've gotten into cooking a lot of making a lot of different things that i thought were hard because everyone said they were hard were actually just time consuming and they're not actually difficult they just take forever <laughs> yeah. so i made the quiche and i never made pastry before and I was like, oh, this is going to be the worst. Like, it's the worst week on, like, Great British Bake Off. Like, everyone's always like, fuck, pastry. <laughs> and then I made it, and I was like, this is fine. It just yeah. took me an hour and a half. I was like, this is fine. And then 
I made the quiche and was it like the bottom wasn't like perfect or anything like that but I was like this is really good and this was just totally doable why have I never done this kind of thing and you hear all the horror stories on like Dinah's Drive-Ins and Dives where Guy Fieri's like losing his mind over a quiche he hates eggs he does you're right I've watched a lot of Triple D I remember that Duncan I'm I'm surprised you didn't remember that um moving on um do you uh what is what is your uh i i gathering from from facebook and the last like few conversations we had i don't know like when we were home at a bar i guess on um how is i don't uh, know wait can i interrupt when was the last time we've seen each other i was saying this to kyle because you and him hung out sometimes freshman year i was like you may have seen duncan last like i might have yeah like prior to me but yeah no because like my family moved out of georgetown 2018 you didn't come to the reunion did you no i had no like i was like oh i could go but then i'm gonna have to drive like an hour back to my dad's house by myself like i was like trying to rope someone else to come but i was like ah it just feels like a hassle i do feel like we had like cross path cross paths in like college being back home like it could have been like a new a new a night in new report like where people were like at the grog or People were switch or something switch area or something something. house party. Yeah. Um, how was your job as a writer? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, how is that? Because I, in, I, myself, I enjoy writing and this is an announcement I'm going to make after this, uh, your answer. Oh, okay. Go for Um, it. So how's your job? It's going well. Um, I cover venture capital uh, so I talked to a lot of like uh, venture firms and startups and things like that. Um, and then like big pension funds. So Jackson, if you ever want to check on that mass teacher's pension. Yes. I have um, my retirement fund. It just kicked in. I'm in your docs every month. So I know mm, what you guys are mm, up to. Mm. Not making um, a lot. <laughs> but... I like, well, I really like to write, but the fun part of like being a journalist is getting to like talk to interesting people. Like, I feel like I've just talked with people to just do interesting things. Like I was chatting with someone in Egypt this morning, like a venture, brand new venture capital fund debuting in Egypt. And they're like really excited about investing in like trucking companies. Just interesting. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that like being able to talk to across the world itself is like cool. Like, I don't know. I always say how weird it's going to be when we have like people that we haven't talked to either in a long time or ever like Ronald McDonald. But then I always find right. like the enjoyment out of like, I could talk to a stranger from Egypt, from Poland, who knows? Like, yeah, never. Like, like sometimes pre pandemic, you would go to events. Like I went to this dinner at um, a restaurant while I was out in San Francisco and like the guy sitting next to me was the founder of nerd wallet. Like you don't know what these people look like. Yeah. So it's like, it's always kind of interesting. He was a nice guy. Um, I for a while. My thing is always like, because I love having people on here because like it's fascinating to hear because we don't normally get like, if we ran across each other, I don't think we'd have this type of conversation necessarily. Mm. Yeah. But also like I can talk to a wall if I need to. So like having someone to give something back to me is just a plus. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So I would like to make an announcement. This is, not just because Beck is here, but maybe because Beck is here, but also because it's my podcast. I can say what I want. Um, 
I'm writing. I'm writing a book. I've already decided. Have you started or just decided? Yes, I have a paragraph. <laughs> wow. I think I'd like no. I've for a while like I in at UMass I was a history major, so all I did was just write like research papers and like thesis theses and whatever like finding articles and i was like i'm actually like not bad at writing um to me and to the dummy professors that gave me a's on things um you can be good at it i'll allow it I, <laughs> I thank you all right you when it is published it's there's going to be a seal of approval and it's just going to be the scutac seal um <laughs> i'll get working on it now next quarantine you. hobby is stamp making i think my easiest lane into writing a book is it's going to be for basically like to be read in school, like all the books that we read in school. Um, I think it's going to be historical fiction because I'm like the history side of things. It's definitely going to be like a coming of age survivalist novel, like a hatchet, cool. like a hatchet set in like a different time where it's like, you know, young protagonist is like out in maybe like the wilderness um, and is just trying to like get by. Um, I'm thinking a lot of inner monologue, not a lot of dialogue. So it's going to be a okay. lot of like, reflective pieces and like thinking and observing the world that they're in. Um, I'm thinking maybe like war torn, like Russia, like Cold War, or hear me out. What about Poland? Yeah, I was gonna say Poland. <laughs> I was gonna say Poland, but I was like, that wasn't my idea when I was drunk. <laughs> that wasn't my idea. It was, it was, then, when, I was when I was drunk two nights ago. It was Russia. I mean, you already have an advisor, and you can just oh, throw God. in some Polish she, phrases. She already knows the entire Polish language, <laughs> I can, for translation purposes. Um, but I, I've been think tossing this around in my brain, and I think I could fucking make some money off it. Imagine like your kids are like in school, and they're like, "All right, we're reading, you know, um, book A." I would from, be like, uh, "Don't the you author, that. <laughs> the author Jackson Fritz, and your kid brings home that from school that it says Jackson Fritz, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> He's like, <"You> "Fucking did it." <laughs> I hope I am long dead by that time. <laughs> oh, this is going to take years, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know how long a book takes to, like, write and publish. I, I have a, one of and my professors. You have to also make it famous, too. Yeah. It has to be good well thing, enough. Good thing I have this podcast to promote. That's <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Hopefully, I, I had a... the two, we, our podcast will get big as your book gets big. Those timelines line when, up perfectly. When we're both, like, 45. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I also I have an in for a publisher because I have uh, a professor that I like text like a couple like holidays like happy you know Kwanzaa and shit um, he uh, has written 23 books oh wow so, got a prof Bob thank you Bob shout out Bob is um, he planning on writing more or is he just stopping at the Michael Jordan number uh, he's He's up there, Nate. <laughs> he's getting, he's losing it. <laughs> I, he, he had been working at UMass for God knows how long. And one day I did rem have to like remind him where his office was. <laughs> like, Bob, it's over here. He's like, that's right. That's right. He's like, I gotcha. I gotcha. He's lost with that. Like his wife and his wife, his wife, uh, amazing story. His wife began to teach me when I started doing like ed courses at UMass. And one day I was just like talking with her and she's just like, yeah, like, 
I don't know if we're gonna have this office anymore. I'm like, oh, Sharon, like, what's going on? She's just like, you know, I'm not a real professor here. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And she's like, no. She goes, I was a music teacher in Amherst. Um, and I just, Bob, Bob worked here and I just started to work here. <laughs> she's just like, and she's teaching courses. Like, like, like you have to take her course to then go to grad school. <laughs> no, name is nowhere on, you know, UMass education department. That's fantastic. But anyways, there's my book. There's my there's my one announcement that I've. I'm excited. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, I the I'm not gonna say. Read off my paragraph. I need an editor to like you know. I need some sort of legal team. I can't just be giving out my my intellectual property. But yeah, um, good idea. First yeah, paragraph. I'd, I'd fuck you over. Yeah. Yeah. First paragraph. <laughs> dog dies. Uh oh. Oh Jesus! First paragraph. Dog. We're dead. starting off with hot takes. Mm. Dog's Juicy dead. material. Dog's dead. Dog's dead. <clears throat> um, Becca, what is your go-to McDonald's order? Hmm. Just been thinking about how I've been in like forever. Probably like a quarter pounder of cheese, small fry, small chocolate shake, paper cup, no cherry. Paper cup. That is a gangster move. Because I was like, the, I think the plastic cups make my hands colder. When I get iced coffees from McDonald's, like I'm, my hand is forced. That plastic cup really fucks me. I like the paper cup, no cherry. I love that. And of course, no cherry. I hate cherries yeah. and ice cream. So stupid. Duncan, thoughts on cherries and ice cream? I like cherries. I have a weird thing for maraschino cherries. I like them in drinks, like a cocktail. I'm not on ice cream. Are we talking maraschino or are we talking the Luxord, like the syrupy, like dark cherries? Okay, because then here's the other thing is like, I don't, I don't think I, I think my official stance is no to cherries on ice cream. Because even the maraschino cherries, all that juice just drips down into the ice cream. And it's like, I don't want that. Yeah, you don't, don't want, want the you don't want, I, I just, I want to pick the maraschino cherry up separately and eat it and then enjoy my ice cream. Oh, no, I give it to someone else. I'm like, here you go. There's always someone that wants it near me when I have Did you guys ever try to tie a knot in one with your tongue when you were, like, in high school? I tried so many times, and I was just so inept at it. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, looks like I'm bad at kissing. (laughs) Let the record show that that by personal experience, Duncan is not bad at kissing from personal experience. (laughs) Great one. I believe it. I'll take Um, it for it. Becca, would you love to play our favorite game with our guests, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? Sure thing. You know the rules to Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Is it as, like, literal as it sounds? Yeah. yeah. We, we We're going to say something, and you yeah. say if it's good, bad, or ugly. The twist, okay. it's almost like, uh, what is that? Uh, pitchforks over under. But yeah. we add a third twist where you can be like, that's ugly. Yeah. I like that. All right, Duncan, would you like to start her off? Theo's. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! Fuck Theo's. Fuck Theo's, man. <laughs> I was just listening to your thing about that today. Um, oh, I agree. I we, loved Theo's, oh, but I still agree. Yeah, I, I like, it had a special place in my heart, but I still I've, I've been getting some flack that, from my brother specifically, he's like, you 
love to hate Theo's. And so it's like a love-hate relationship. And I'm like, no, 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 I hate Theo's. It's just, it's just, <laughs> I hate it. Like there's no, there's no other, like the scale does not tip into the pink of love for Theo's. It's always red for hate. Um, Becca, good, bad, or ugly? Crepes. Ooh. Good. Good, okay. I don't think I've ever actually had one though. Okay. Locks? Yeah. Bad. I don't fuck with that. I knew that was controversial. Smoked <laughs> salmon with locks and capers. Uh, you go to and you go to Abe's and you get a locks deluxe, and you have uh, IBS because of all the cream cheese. <laughs> right. right time, your breath smells like shit because of the onions and the smoked salmon. <laughs> it's a great time. You you get that hungover and then you go back into your dungeon for like five hours. Sleep it off. Um, the sh- the reality show uh, Married at First Sight. Oh, good, chaotic, good, but <laughs> yeah, good nonetheless. Chaotic, good. <clears throat> uh, Kanye West. Ugly. All right, we'll take it. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm not the savior. Um, specific the. Uh, hairstyle that has become more prevalent right now, um, where dark hair all around, but they are for on girls, and then they just have two blonde streaks that come down, like that, like basically frame their face. Oh, you know, like how it uh, used to be in like two thousand one. Yeah, Everyone yeah, but I think it's coming back now, where it's all dark. It is and it's just two like blonde. It's like streaks. a it's like a Billie Eilish hairstyle. Oh, good. I think all stuff like that, where you like even you doing it, you know, it kind of looks dumb. I'm always like, go for it. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. into that. If you think it's dumb, I like it. Yeah, the irony behind it. Yeah. Any more? Um, guns. Bad. Okay. Good. Um, fourth grade. <laughs> so <laughs> ugly. <laughs> general, yeah. Fourth grade is that weird middle time in elementary school where you're not having fun anymore. <laughs> Wait, didn't weren't we in the same fourth grade class? Who did you have? Collins? Nope. I was shoot. Wait, I don't remember. That's a foreign name to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> was he fourth grade? I don't know. I remember fourth grade was the time when my parents were like, why are you getting C's? Like, it's elementary school. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> my last one is corn dogs. Good. Okay. Same reason as the hair dog. There you go. (laughs) Ironic to eat a corn dog. Um, I I have two more. Sweatpant shorts. Oh, good. Another chaotic good. So good. Yes. Some Um, kids. So in. For so long. Before I left Starbucks, some kid came in to train. And. Your spot? No. uh, mm, It's going to be tough to take my spot, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah, no, all the shitty customer service I gave out. Um, no, and he came in to do a full day of training in sweatpant shorts. And I was like, I fucking like this kid. <laughs> I like the cutter. <laughs> he uh-huh. was like, fuck your dress code. I'm wearing sweatpant shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like, uh, you, I, I don't know if I, we may need to bleep this name, but that reminded me because I, Beck, I think you are friendly with this person. And I just have like a funny, like first day of work story. Um, definitely bleep the name. Um, so 
and you are you friendly with it? Okay. So I, uh, two summers ago, I worked at a, as a bartender at a country club and it was my first day on the job. Now it was also Zach's first day on the job. Oh, and nice. he, I was like, I'm a bar. I, I was a bartender in, in Newburyport. I'll be like a bar back bartender here. And so I started work behind the bar and I'm like, Oh, I know you. It's like, Hey, what's up, man. And he was his first day working as just like, basically like the goat. Just he would just be like bossed around to do whatever you want. He just lasted three hours and was like, I'm done moving tables. I'm out. And then he just I saw him walk out of the country club to his car and zoom out of Turner. <laughs> and the oh guy, the, the owner was like, where's uh, where's that guy you're talking to? Your buddy. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Never saw him again. Never heard anything from him. And I continued to work there for like two more years. It's That's a great amazing. job. It's a great job. Um, my last one, Becca. Wait, Good wait, 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 wait. Both worked with me at Bradford. And then also he was working in Newburyport for a while. And I used to see him while I worked at Saya. Oh, I worked oh, with I... him. Zach Boucher? Yeah. He worked out in Fuego too. Well, I was Oh, there. okay, okay, okay. He's had a lot of jobs. Very good at Did art. we all work with him in a restaurant? Uh, Brad, mm, different restaurants. Yeah. No. Let's say yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Have we ever seen? Have Have we all been at work with Zach Boucher at yes. the same time? So is he cloning himself? <laughs> he seems to be everywhere. He seems to be everywhere. My last one: good or bad or ugly? Mathblasters.com. Oh, good. Yeah. I was just playing Math Blasters today. I got so bored teaching my kids. I started <laughs> playing Math Blasters. Are you all remote? Or are yeah. you in it all, all remote? <clears throat> yeah. I get to go in sometimes, like Thursday and Friday. Um, but it's just, there's no kids. It's just I can just be in a classroom alone, which is pretty fun. Um, thank you for playing Good, Bad, and Ugly. Yes. That was... Uh, this is turning into my favorite segment that we regularly do. It's just, I literally spend 10 minutes and I'm like, what are the randomest things I can think of? Yeah. <clears throat> so funny you said locks though. Kyle and I were just talking about that at a bagel place over the weekend. I was like, everyone's ordering locks. I think that's disgusting. And he was like, yeah, other people do not think that. <laughs> I do yeah. think locks It's needs very to divisive. Be it, needs to be with, it needs to be with the smoked <laughs> salmon. I, I've seen people like, I'll just have a locks bagel plane. And I'm like, like, you can add so much. There's so much more potential, buddy. And um, no. just honestly, give me a cinnamon raisin bagel with cream cheese. And I am a happy, happy man. Right. That is all I need in my life. So a woman get a French toast bagel uh, with bacon, egg and cheese on it. Oh, oh my, I have oh. made one of those ham, egg and cheese, French toast bagel. This, I, this, not for myself. This, <laughs> throwing someone under the bus. Uh, this, the sweet and savory is, is fucks with me. Um, would we like to talk about music? Yeah. First of all, to lead into music, a little bit of a segue, if you will. Um, Becca, do you listen to any other podcasts other than oh, ours? Oh, I've been... Um, this is going to sound odd. I've been really into this advice column that i read the column as well and they have a podcast yeah. and the podcast is really funny um call her daddy oh, no. <laughs> no, um, 
<laughs> it's called Dear Prudence. Um, it's done by Slate, so it's really well yep. done. And just people write in with some like of the randomest stuff ever. Some of it's like sad and like some of it's like thought provoking, but some of it's like hilarious. Like people write in and be like, "My boyfriend and I are almost breaking up over how long you should keep leftovers in the fridge without before you throw them out." Like we'll take your answer, but they'll like fully unpack it. Even like the easy questions. It's really funny. Yeah. And then, uh, and I just started listening to an NPR podcast called car talk. Um, it's these two dudes in Somerville and people calling with car problems, but the guys are really funny. And, um, yeah, we were just, we're driving a lot over the weekend and we were listening to them. It's so funny. Okay. So the slate dear prudence is like, that's like, high class advice have you ever gone on the subreddit relationship advice no i highly recommend it because first of all it's just a bunch of people on reddit giving someone advice and second of all the situations are when i tell you they are the most ridiculous they like some of them sound made up it's fantastic oh yeah no it's amazing that's the same with this it's just like the stories are just so interesting. You're like, there oh, is fuck, a, what would I do in that situation? Like, There was a woman the other day who found out she did a, a 23andMe, and she found out that her dad wasn't her dad. Oh, my God. Why is that in relationship advice? Yeah, why is like, that any relationship? I think, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's very broad. Oh, it's relationships <laughs> okay. in general. But it's, yeah, uh, yeah, there was a, a tragic end to that story, but I'll, I'll leave that out. Um, I'll go find it. There, it this sounds very uh, similar to a part of my take bit where they have like, like girls type into the podcast about their boyfriends. One of the most outrageous one was that a man dating a girl, um, very specific there, that the boy needed to go to Dave and Buster's like once a week and throw a tantrum if he he didn't yeah and the girlfriend was like i don't know what to do i don't know what if i should break up with him i don't know what's going on like he's obsessed with dave and busters and i think her quote was if we if i say can't we go somewhere else like anywhere like buffalo wild wings he goes but you love Busters, like projecting onto her that she loves Busters just as Dave and Busters as much as he does. It's fascinating. It was fascinating. I just want to say, like, in the scale of problems to have in your relationship, just like Dave and Busters is fucking awesome, dude. Never been. Really? It's awesome. Never been. So much fun. They have I was... just play skee ball until your yeah. brain, your eyes bleed. Yeah, no, I went to one la- like a year ago and I'd never been and my friend invited me for her birthday and it was she wanted to go to the one in Times Square and I was like, oh God, like this is going to be like a whole thing. And like Kyle and I were like, oh, and we're missing like the Bruins playing the Leafs. Like they won't have Nesson. We show up. We have the greatest night ever. They have Nesson. They're playing Whoa. the game in the Times Square, Dave and Buster's. I was like, I love this place. My only reference point for Dave and Buster's is the episode of Sunny, where they start to like try to do Dave and Buster's, and then the episode <laughs> of The Office where Date Mike comes out and they're at Dave. Those that's the only references. Two TV shows, two great TV shows actually. <clears throat> I, that's all I can assume. I unintentionally reminded myself of something. Um, Becca, you're a huge fan of skee ball, are you not? Yeah, no, I play on a team. 
here. I'm sorry. Yeah, Please captain, tell us more. Elaborate. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's through like NYC social. There's something yeah. similar in Boston where it's like you play sports. You could play. I literally went on to sign up for basketball and then I saw they had a ski ball and then that's, that's the rest of history. Yeah. <laughs> Pivot real quick there. And so you pay to play in like a league and they set it up for you and they schedule, they make teams. You can join with friends or you can do random or whatever. And then they schedule it up for you and host tournaments and stuff. And um, so I signed up and all my friends were going to play with me. And then they all couldn't end up doing that night. So I ended up signing up random. And um, yeah, I met a team and the captain of the handcrafted ballers. We come in second <laughs> in our league twice. We qualified for a citywide league tournament. Yeah, no, it's fun. Oh, and the it's a charity. So we pay to play and it play, pays for um, like a group of kids to play for free the same amount of time. Ooh. And But I thought it was funny. And I was like, well, they're not doing ski ball. I was like, we pay ski ball at like a bar. And there's like, <laughs> yeah. win beer and stuff. And then I was like, this must be like soccer or something. And then I was talking to one of the people running the program. And she was like, no, they're, they're in a ski ball league. They just play at like Coney Island. And I was just yeah. like. What? They're not playing ski ball where you are playing ski ball. <laughs> no, but much more safe. That's and crazy. Controlled. It was. It was actually. It's actually just like the kids just get free beer and like that's the whole. Thing. It's well, like I was it's thinking literally an just, always sunny episode. There's right. a single. There's a single beat up ski ball machine in like a cage, and there's like a bunch of kids packed inside of it, and they're like squirming their way in to take their turn. <laughs> like, oh, the kids play over there in the kids zone. It's a cage. <laughs> it's like a McDonald's playpen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was wild okay, though. We so, like played a tournament at this bar and it's like a regular barbecue restaurant. And then you go into the basement and it's just like ski ball machines and like flip cup tables. And there was like literally like wall to wall and everyone's drinking like beer out of solo cups because they're providing it for free. And I was just like, what is this event? Like in like so the Upper East Side awesome. in the bar- like basement of a barbecue restaurant, like a charity ski ball thing. Have you played? all your life or was that a new development i never would say i like played skateball yeah but you dabbled but if it, you like went to a birthday party or something yeah like a roller rink and they had skateball i'd always play yeah because um, i i mean, vividly remember have, like you didn't you mean you never had aspirations to go pro <laughs> well now that i know it's a possibility no <laughs> uh, we, we think you got talent becca you could really make a name for yourself I vividly remember um, Alex Brandon's birthday party. Uh, actually, happy birthday, Alex. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy uh, birthday, Alex. Happy birthday, yes. Alex. He probably doesn't listen, but that's fine. I'm okay no, with he's that. He's too nice. Yeah, too nice. He's too, too busy uh, treating people with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, but he uh, had his birthday party at Bonkers. Rest in peace. Oh, Classic. Yeah. Oh. We- so you guys, since you aren't in the state, Bonkers is now crazy. Like, they have LED lights outside. There's, like, the big, like, movie so theater isn't it, lights. Yeah, I is drove by just, it. Isn't it just a knockoff Dave & Buster's? Yes. Looks okay. very sad. Yeah. But it's actually it's it looks just awesome. Be your own it's B-Y-O-B Bonkers, Dave but with, be, with beer. Yeah. Yeah. You, they, like, hand you a flask at the door, but it's empty. And they allow you to go back <laughs> to your car and then come back in. <laughs> But I remember I, like, went in the jungle gym thing for, like, a while, and then I just spent the rest of the time playing skee-ball. Probably by myself, if I had to guess. 
tangents on tangents, but my mom was too afraid to let me go to those birthdays. She was like, you're going to catch like the clap. I never, I, I was, I got to one day go to, into the lobby of bonkers for uh, a birthday party. She was like, hand up a gift and get out. Whose birthday party? Do you remember? I don't know. I, I was just, just, I got to go. That was, that was the highlight. I couldn't care less who it was. I've heard all of the mythical stories of bonkers, this beautiful place over 95 and i go what is that place what is that place my mom was just like don't talk about it (laughs) and one day i was like can i please go to bonkers i don't even know what it looks like in there i think i was looking up googling images what does bonkers look like inside and then i finally got to go and all i could do was my and my mom's excuse was you got a dentist appointment there was I'm glad you got that out of your system. <laughs> yeah, that was pent up for a while. I didn't yeah, know that was there. Really, we touched on some trauma <laughs> in your childhood. I didn't childhood. know that was there. <laughs> I didn't know it was there. All right, so uh, music. We got quite a long ways away from music there, but um, music. We want to just touch on, like, oh, Becca, what have you been listening to recently? What's been in the rotation on the playlists? Well, especially with... Um, so all of them being nominated for the Rock Grammy, definitely like Phoebe Bridgers, Big Thief, like revisiting all of those. Now that they're all nominated, I was like, ah, I'm going to listen to all that stuff again because that is great. Do you mind uh, descri- describing in your own words what Phoebe Bridgers is? Sad. You know, her, her Wikipedia page in the personal life section says she, Phoebe Bridgers attended this high school. She is bisexual, period. That's the whole personal life <laughs> section. I kid you not. <laughs> How do you feel, like, Phoebe? I see that, that circulated so much, and I'm like, that's great. That's that iconic. Is she? I mean, I've so I asked because on I'm uh, pretty ingrained, not to brag, in uh, weird Celtics Twitter. Um, I love it. I'm ingrained in the weird Bruins Twitter, so is that a thing? I understand. Oh yeah. Oh, can you? You're, get, like, can you? You're not wrong. Bridgers is by. It's now. It's been shortened. Personal life. Bridgers is bisexual. Period. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bridgers accuses Adams of sexual misconduct. She is. She is a pescatarian. Period. <laughs> peeling away the layers of Phoebe Bridges. Um, it was just because Word Celtics Twitter, like there's like a couple, there's like a guy who changed his name to like Phoebe Bridges Optimist or something. Like there's there's a couple people who are like, I don't know if they're making fun of her or like making jokes for her benefit because they like her. I don't I don't know. She like leans into the sad jokes though. So it could uh. definitely go either way. Cause like there's this whole joke, it's like girls get up in the morning and listen to Phoebe Bridgers. Like, did you even try to be happy today? And okay. she like reblog, like retweets stuff like that. Um, she also like wants to duel every dad who thinks Eric Clapton's a good guitar player because she disagrees. Sorry, Beck, I'm not listening to her. <laughs> Your loss. Clapton is God. Not um, Eric Clapton's loss, though. Clapton is God. Um, do we want to just dunk talk about um, some of like do you, those? Do you have any other music, Becca, or is it is that what the rotation's been? 
I've also been listening to a lot of Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. Um, they're like... From the NHL 16 soundtrack? <laughs> no, I heard about them from some other PS2 game <laughs> soundtrack. SSX on tour, yeah. <laughs> As is SSX. all good music. Um, they're uh, Song of the Dead, or Song for the Dead. Yeah, Song, Song for the, the Dead's Dead. awesome. That no, album? that's their album, Songs for the Deaf, yeah. Songs that's for their the Deaf, album. yeah. Album. That's like their like '90s album with like the red pitchfork. That's where like no one knows is on. So that's a good album. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. That's one of those ones where it's like you, you got bourbon in hand and you're very drunk and you're just like fuck it, put on Queens. And or I'm just like up. working. <laughs> it's just like type type like writing away at work. Like. I imagine if I could tell you what I imagine your music taste to be, it is just a compilation of all of the NHL video game soundtracks. <laughs> last year i had just gotten spotify don't ask why i didn't have it um but i just gotten spotify in like november so like the end of your spotify playlist like in the decade wrap was like really a small amount of data for mm-hmm. me and it like my top two artists were elton john and ja rule and i think that's because <laughs> i do listen to both of them a lot so that, that should be on like a tombstone that should be like Painted somewhere that yeah. needs to be published. Elton John yeah. and Javier. My that, friend was oh, like, that, "You should be in jail." <laughs> that should be if you ever become famous. That's going to be the personal section of your Wikipedia. Yeah. Twenty nineteen <laughs> Spotify rap. Listen <laughs> to Elton John and Ja Rule. <laughs> has found has found inspiration and meaning in the words of Elton John and Ja Rule. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's get into the Squish music. <laughs> uh, so, I, I'll stay away from the albums right now, but starting with the weirdest to not so weirdest, the more relevant. Um, a band I don't know of, but they did a song with Bruce Springsteen called, uh, the band is Bleachers, and they came up with a song called Chinatown. Oh, good. It was a good listen, even though I've never listened to Bleachers. Um, I probably have come across them before, but having Springsteen on it it was a very springsteen-esque uh song where it's kind of like some like very metaphorical and descriptive and story-like lyrics played with like a soft guitar but it was oddly refreshing to hear like a band basically i felt felt like they did a bruce springsteen song it was refreshing to hear them do it Mm. instead of like the groggy groggy 79 year old bruce springsteen fired his way through it even though i love bruce springsteen yeah we just had some pop hits back in like our freshman year of college. Cause I saw them at Boston calling and my, like I wasn't super into them, but my roommate was super into them. I remember. And I was like, they definitely did, did we cross paths at Boston calling? Maybe that's what it was. It's multiple days. And it's a big city. The headliners were kid Cuddy. Um, well, childish Gambino. Duncan only wanted to stay for one band and then he yeah. had work. Yeah. Correct. This was like, we were like, it was, run, it was, was like, Run the Jewels back then. Yeah, he's like, you want to go see Run oh, the Jewel no. at Boston Calling? And I'm like, I get to go to Boston Calling. Awesome. And then Duncan's just like, I got work. Yeah. Oh. I didn't realize you were still mad at me about that. I'm sorry, bud. I'm mad. There's a lot coming out tonight. <laughs> this is like therapy. We're really getting somewhere. <laughs> the holiday stress is getting to me. Um, <laughs> Uh, moving on. Static Selecta and Jack Harlow. Duncan hadn't listened to this yet. Their song, Time. It's, it's okay. 
Duncan, you may like it because you like music that's cheesy like that. Static Selecta, okay. Jack Harlow. <laughs> Duncan, you're dumb. <laughs> you're, you're dumb bimbo. Do you want to just uh, get this all out? Do you want to just like be mean to me for a minute? Done. Okay, you're good. Okay, cool. What's up next? <laughs> uh, fuck Duncan. Um, uh, um, it, part of their part of their album, but we're not going to talk about all of it. Yacht, little Yachty's three point, little boat three point five. Um, I don't know. Uh, but he had a song with Future and Playboy Cardi called Flex Up. Very good. Duncan. Rewinding to Static Selecta, he dropped a whole album with like a ton of really good features. Oh. Uh, Benny the Butcher, Jadakiss, Joey Badass, Dave East and Method Man, Conway the Machine, Nas again, or Nas and Joey Badass again, Black Thought, like a whole bunch of people. So that's something I missed. That's on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go back and listen to it. We'll talk about it next episode. Yes. Um, the Lil Yachty probably don't give a listen to the whole album, but the Future and Playboy Cardi song with him, Flex Up, very good. Future goes off. Dunk. Okay. Future goes off. Um, I love when Future goes off. That's like chaotic evil right there. Yeah. You put me on to the Juicy J song, Stunk, if you want to talk about that. Juicy J. Um, yeah, I like didn't have... So first of all, this is his first album since 2013, which seems wild to me. Like, okay. that's a long fucking time. What was, what was he doing? I, uh, was he I don't on know. Features? He was definitely yeah. on Features. He's like doing stuff, but he didn't drop an album since 2013, which is like, we were in high school, dude. That's maybe wild. He was, he was trying to find himself, maybe. Um, yeah. So, uh, first of all, every song starts with like, it's like, what does Juicy J say? And then he, uh, I think his like tag is just, yeah, hope. Yeezy reupholstered this pussy. <laughs> That's how it goes. Love yeah. But so, yeah, it was a good fucking album. It had some solid, solid features. Um, it was just sort of like, it was like a baseline album that I needed for me. It wasn't anything like super outstanding. It wasn't crazy. It was just like a solid album. And I was happy. I've been listening to it like every day when I get up. And like the song with uh, Lil Baby and 2 Chains, absolute heater. Um, ASAP Rocky feature. He has a Young Dolph. He has a couple Logic features. His Megan the Stallion feature. That no, that was a good song. I listened to that one. That was nice. Real good song. We love some Megan the Stallion. And then he has like yeah. J Rock on it. He has Wiz Khalifa on it. Just like a bunch of different stuff. And like it was just a smorgasbord. Juicy J's been around forever. Came out of Memphis. Shout out to Memphis. I went there once. They got that big pyramid. <laughs> They do have the the big Bass Pro Shops mm. that used to be uh, where the uh, University of Memphis played basketball as well as the uh, Memphis Grizzlies used to play there. Did and we have, it, a, it, it, did we have a, a joke behind that? Didn't, wasn't there something stupid that we were talking about, about the Memphis College playing there or something? I don't know. I'm, like, I'm now like rehashing like bits we did. I'm sorry, go on. But I, I don't understand the logic of like being like, yes, this was a, in a, a professional arena, super cool, super unique. And they were like, let's turn into a Bass Pro Shops. That was probably the joke. <laughs> like, what, what was the thinking there? <laughs> but it is cool because you can go, it's the highest 
I want to say it's the highest freestanding elevator in the world. And so you can yeah. go all the way up to the top and there's a restaurant up there with a, a, like a, an aquarium in it. And then you can go out on the sides of the pyramid and you can see all, cause right on the Mississippi, you can see like for miles down the Mississippi on like a oh, clear. That's cute. But a fun little fact I found was that, so like the aquarium is like, it's like a circular bar and then a dining room and the aquarium's like in the middle of the bar. So that like it's a horse or a circle around it. And I was like talking to one of the bartenders and I was like, is there ever any like issues where like it's going to crack or anything? And she was like, no, like it's like three foot reinforced glass. She was like, but it's so the whole thing is so heavy that it will eventually go through the concrete. Love it. And so they're Absolutely just love it. Chaotic, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Some it's a classic like the future me problem where they're like it's not an issue right now but someday it will be and we'll deal with it then <laughs> someday uh, this could kill someone but we're just not going to talk about this that is going to ruin this is going to ruin this there's going to be bass all over this pro shop <laughs> but we'll deal with that in 2032 the good news is that they're going to have plenty of fishing rods and fishing nets at the ready for when That's- that happens <laughs> that is going to make that Brass Pro Shop that much better. Like, come to come to the Pyramid Brass Pro Shop. You can catch live bass. <laughs> it's really the Genesequa that Bass Pro Shops has been missing for so long. <laughs> yeah. Live, live fish and hunt and game. Yeah. Um, I missed, I missed uh, a song, um, Our Lord and Savior. Uh, Kanye was on a feature with St. John called Smash DVD. Eh, an all right song. But I was looking up who St. John is. Now he spells... Yeah, he does. He's associated with acts like Meek Mill, uh, Marshmello, and Lenny Kravitz, of all people. Strange. Um, exactly. Lenny Kravitz has an immaculate penis. <laughs> his, he spells That's his what name... we care about on this podcast. <laughs> he spells his name S-A-I-N lowercase t yeah all rest are uppercase and then uppercase j h n saint john um he's from brooklyn so do you know him becca yeah i know everyone from brooklyn (laughs) everyone who is currently in brooklyn and everyone who has been to brooklyn (laughs) he knows kd Kyrie. yep she knows Um, biggie Biggie. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone. Um, we can get into the album that we're probably going to talk a little bit more extensive about. Miley Cyrus is back. Ooh. The bitch is back. Miley Cyrus. Um, so, um, not Mikey. I'm Googling it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Mikey Cyrus. Mikey Cyrus. <laughs> Well-known recording artist. Mikey. Grammy Award winning. Former Disney star. <laughs> Um, so she, uh, obviously we've been hearing like a lot about her and we talked about her, um, more recently, um, I believe with like Bridget, um, about her, uh, the album is called, I believe it's called Midnight Sky. Yeah. Um, so she had been putting out those like covers of the, uh, Blondie song and then the Cranberries zombie song, um. These, those two songs are on this album, the like live versions of it. 
But I came for those two songs, but stayed for all of her original songs because they are all heaters on this uh, Midnight Skies. Um, there is a part where it's very kind of, I will say the whole album, it's, I was started like thinking like, this is like a simple album. It's not simple in terms of like the music, but it is very easy to listen to. It's not a laboring, taxing listen. It's very, very catchy. The hooks are really good. Um, but those like, I want to say the song progressions are very, um, not contradicting is not the word, um, predictable. Like I, I was listening and I can be like, I, I know where the key change is going to happen. Like in the, mm -hmm. like the, the third, the, the, the third, the second third of the song, it's going to be like a ramp up and she's going to go from A to C and it's going to be like, Oh, like, this is great. But it's, it's predictable. But she has uh, like a couple songs that are very like synth wavy, especially one called Nightcrawler with the one and only Billy Idol. It's an awesome song. And it sounds like Duncan, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched the Dr. Disrespect stream. Mm -hmm. All of his music is very synth wavy and like the theme song to like Stranger Things, like the dun 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 dun. Amazing. She has three songs that are like super synth wavy um, that like just like break up the album and are just like badass. She's just a badass. Plastic so, Hearts is also a really good song. Midnight Crawling is a good my, song. My relationship with this album is that we were at work when you texted me this and I just put it on and like over the store speakers and let it play. And it took like three full runs through the album for someone to be like, are we just listening to this on repeat? And I was like, yeah, I'll change it. But that that's like a like a it took three like this full, album's long. They were like, are three we listening to Zombie again? And I was like, yes, we are. And we're going to listen to the rest of the song and then I'll change it. Yeah, it's it, she it's I feel like for the first time or not first time, maybe. But like, I feel like Miley Cyrus is like comfortable in her lane. Yeah. I also feel like some of the, the that. ideas that you brought up about it being a little bit predictable and comfortable are like what I felt with the Juicy J album. Like it was a little bit predictable, but I was like, I needed that. We needed exactly. that Miley and Juicy J. Yeah, it, it was. She, yeah, like I said, I feel like she's comfortable in where she is. We were talking about it with Bridget, where it's like she's a, like a childhood star. Like she's being thrown into like the limelight and it's like you have a TV show and now you have to be an artist. And then like she had that moment like when we were like around in high school where she was like, I remember seeing a couple videos where she's just peeing in a parking lot and like doing like weird shit. And that was probably like a taxing on her. But now I feel like she's she's got Liam. She's like living large. She's making the music she wants to make. I feel like she's like found her place in the world. Yeah, they were saying even with everything that did happen or that she did do or whatever they were like she went from being child star to like good adult star in like a different medium they're like pretty gracefully yeah compared to others oh uh -huh. yeah Britney i can only Spears. i can only think yeah the other people that have like crashed and burned from where miley cyrus is like it, i feel like hollywood or the show business is like they just continue to do the same formula with some people like i feel like we started with britney spears lindsay lohan I feel like Miley Cyrus came out of it doing very well. 
like obviously obviously she 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 hasn't shaved her head or gotten plastic surgery or smoked meth or whatever the fuck is going on with Lindsay Lohan um but like or Amanda Bynes is another one that like crashed and burned um her and Lizzie McGuire uh Hillary Duff are doing a-okay oh true true Hillary Duff is set yeah um Hilary Duff also ha- has like she's on like another like show like that's like for adults and she's doing well very well for herself. She's still a smoke. She's like popping out her like third kid. Oh she's yeah, no, my dad um, and my stepmom watch the show she's in now because she's always telling me I would like it. Mm. I don't know what it's about though. I can't remember. It's got Lizzie McGuire. Who knows? But yeah, I think Miley Cyrus is doing really well for herself. This like album like she's playing Call of Duty and just like listen like it was a very. Uh, weird reflective moment in my brain where I'm like, I'm listening to Miley Cyrus right now, like while I'm, you know, killing Spetsnaz in the middle of Russia in college. But it was just a strange uh, phenomenon to be belting out like a pop star songs while killing. Duncan takes. Takes, 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 takes. Um, It was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not sure it's something that I'm going to be, Frequently rotating through my my listening, but why? Um, it's just it's not particularly um, noteworthy. It's not really in my lane, um, but it was enjoyable and it served the purpose I needed it to. I would like to bring up um, Octo Octa. Go on. Yes. Uh, yes, and, I, yes, and. I, I, I do not know really any background behind them. I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do a little Googling while I ramble on, but it's basically like an EDM album and it seems very, uh, European and it seems like they're well known, but like it's very catchy, like really, really fucking catchy. And so, so this is, it's a DJ. This is Octo Octa. It's a oh woman. The, yeah, not I what was I was just expecting. Was... Not what I was expecting at all. The banks. It's quite a look. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Maya Boldry Morrison. Based in Brooklyn, New York, actually. So Becca knows her. They're neighbors. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has a lot of uh, transgender, which actually uh, is something we would like to talk about. Um. <laughs> yes, and yes, and yes, and. <laughs> um, describes her influences as including classic Warp rep- Records, IDM, drum and bass, Tiger Beat Six, and has been inspired by DJ Sprinkles. Studied at UNH. Uh, formed a dance band called Horny Vampire. Um. <laughs> more, more. <laughs> Give me more facts. Yeah, I, I, uh... UNH doesn't seem like the scene. Actually, maybe never mind. I feel like there are there's some probably some hidden college raves in yeah, the the, the weird, hollows of Durham. Some oh, weird, yeah. dirty stuff goes on in Durham. Yeah, you just yeah. have to know where to find it. You have to sniff it out. Hey, wait, have you ever? You weren't there for this. Is a story that okay? So. 
I don't think this has been told on the podcast, but it was senior year of college and it was actually Thanksgiving weekend. It was this past weekend. And we knew the anniversary. Yeah. We knew that there was nothing going on and we were like, what the fuck should we do? So we all went up to Kevin's apartment at UNH. There was not a single soul on campus and Kevin lived like a little bit off campus. And so we went to the grocery store. It was a Hannaford's on campus to get Uh, beer and to get dinner. Dinner consisted of Elio's pizza. And then we got a bunch of booze. And I can tell Ben was there with you. So from the Elio's. Precisely. And so this Ben is actually a huge part of the story because Ben, I was checking out, it was me and Dickie were we're together. Ben calls me because when we got in the parking lot. He had driven in. There were two cars in the parking lot. There was a sedan and a truck parked with one space in between him. And Ben backed into the space in between them like a fucking asshole. <laughs> and so he goes, he was like, dude, all right, when you come, I'm checking out my cards in the thing. And he calls me and he's like, when you come out here, he was like, look in the truck and just like, tell me what the fuck is going on. And so we go out and I'm like, what is going on? And I go in and I peek in the window of this truck and I saw a gentleman with his, he had like his overhead light on and then he had like another flashlight on and he was like dressed in like construction gear. He had like, uh, it was very cold out, but he, he just had like a t-shirt and a reflective vest and like dirty work jeans. And he was had like a pocket knife and was cutting the skin off of his knuckles. Why? Where did this <laughs> fucking story come from, Duncan? <laughs> what? God damn it. <laughs> now I'm like rubbing my knuckles. Like, and then we immediately like pulled out of the park. We got in the car and we were like, get the fuck out of here. This guy is high on math. And we get out, and he follows us out of the parking lot. Like, bloody knuckles on the steering wheel follows us out of the parking lot for, like, a full ten minutes. And then we finally took the left into Kevin's apartment, and he kept going. And I was like... You didn't, like, drive around? No. Yeah, you went right to where you're living and sleeping. No, we we led him to the uh, massive amount of dudes that were at Kevin's apartment. Because there's safety in dudes. Okay. Not, not in everyone's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in mine. <laughs> There's not often safety into it. It was either going to end in him leaving, him getting beat up, or us having an orgy. A bloody orgy. Yeah, very bloody. Three solid options. That's what I'm saying. Not good, but solid. That's solid. Would we like to discuss <laughs> uh, sexuality? Yes, we would. In terms of changing that type of uh, stuff? Fluidity. Um, mm. progress and acceptance. Uh, mostly acceptance. This is the uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything. Stop. Stop yourself right there. Yeah, so uh, it, it's dicey. <laughs> yeah, Duncan, Duncan wanted to talk about this. Um, what when we got on, but uh, in more recent news, like today, correct, Duncan? Yeah. Ellen Page has uh come out as transgender. She has changed everything on social media to Elliot Page. Um. And like everyone, like there's like there's only memes for her benefit. But I did see one where Ellen Page, Elliot Page, was uh, 
telling Ricky on Trailer Park Boys to go buy her a pepperoni stick for a dollar <laughs> forty at the corner store, and it was just like Ellen Page has come a long way or something. <laughs> Elliot Page has come a long way, and it's like young, young Elliot, like like fourteen years old, and oh, I could yeah. not could not believe like a fourteen year old Ellen Page was on Trailer Park Boys. Here's a question I have. That is, I don't know if this is either of you will be able to answer this, but like if we are referring to past Elliot Page, do we refer to them as Ellen or Elliot? I'm seeing today on Twitter, and I know I have a friend who's trans, um, and he says the same way. It's kind of like never. Because like if you're like okay. Elliot Page in Juno, everyone knows who you're talking about, kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Um, so that's what I've seen. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful. Right that. Never. It is never. Never. Um, so the, the my, is obsolete. I have no gripes, obviously, with this. I just think Elliot, what, you had the whole world to pick names and you went with Elliot. <laughs> it's a fair critique. But for, in that, I would assume that Elliot has probably felt this way for a while. And just, I think. They're making it easier on us. One hundred percent. Yeah. Ellen Elliot, very easy. Like yeah. Like the, there are people probably calling her like Elliot just because they, you know, were stupid and didn't didn't give a shit or something. They're like, yeah, Elliot, whatever, get over here. Um, but now she's like, uh, he of that they have fully embraced. <laughs> this that. is this is fun. <laughs> you have no idea, dude. There's like, I have a couple of students that I teach where it's just constantly like I, I misidentify them by mistake yeah. just because yeah. it's like because the school won't identify them but like I know personally they want to be called something a certain like way with a certain pronoun but like my brain won't flip it for me so I see like a boy's name pop up on the remote thing and I know that they want to be go by uh, she her and it's just I see a boy's name and I'm like oh and I'm like Ur. I know to change it in my brain, but when I go to the pronouns, it's always like, I always mess up pronouns. I always hope that there is some understanding that, like, we are not doing it. I am talking about me and you and hopefully Becca as well in specific. We are not doing it to be dickheads. We're just dumb. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I just, my brain don't work no good. And so I'm sorry. But, yeah, I do get that. It Also, being and famous is also, it's like... I would assume somewhere in your brain, you're like, I have to be somewhat close. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. wonder if, so I watched that um, show, the Umbrella Academy, where they're so, in. Okay. So good. Um, I, do you think they'll, since Netflix has the power to do anything, do you think they'll go back into those prior seasons and change all the names to Elliot Page? They definitely will for this new season. But like, even like season one, you think they're going to like re-edit it? Probably. They can, honestly, why not? I feel like they have the power to do whatever they want. I've heard through a variety of things that Netflix is very amenable to making their talent happy. Mm. And, like, doing right by them. Because Chappelle has brought it up about how he has, like, gotten in touch with Netflix and been like, hey, I didn't like this or I didn't like X, Y, Z. And they've been yeah. like, all right, cool, we'll change well, I think they, they, I think they fucked him over. I think he was, like, realizing he wasn't making any money off the Netflix shit. And they were like, oh, yeah, fine. But they did try to, like... They definitely knew he wasn't going to make money, and they still put yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. But, uh, 
do we want to wrap up with uh, Duncan's favorite segment, the Dunkalorian? Becca, do you watch The Mandalorian? I don't. Kyle's, okay. Kyle watches it, though. So okay. I heard about it. Okay, so, you, so you're going to... We will quickly go through it so you're not, like, bored, but now you can have... You can reminisce and talk about one specifically out-of-context episode with him. <laughs> Sounds like how I bring everything else up anyway, so perfect. <laughs> How I talk. Okay, so I jumped in, and they were in a like a a dry but muddy area. If that makes sense, it was like packed mud, and it was just trees with no leaves all over the place. And um, I came in, and Mando had like a a silver ball, and then Baby Yoda was like whoop, and just fucking grabbed that shit. Mm. And it was fucking sick. And then Mando was like, turned to um, Rosario Dawson, who was in this episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, she had some, she, her fit was on point, but it was, some of the special effects were a bit lacking, all, in my opinion. It was just very clearly a costume. Well, no shit, Duncan. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, Duncan. Hey, Duncan. <laughs> Hey, Dunk, I'll let you know they're all going to be in costumes. Every last fucking character in the show. You're not going to see someone walking through with chucks on and and pleated pants. Like, oh, hello, Mando. He gets so mad. I'm going to J. Crew. Would you like anything? You're not going to see that shit. Well, my point is only that if, like, they can make Hellboy look like Hellboy, then I think maybe they can put a little more effort into some of these things. <laughs> All of the movies to pick the special effects. Fucking Hellboy. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Let's go. Finish up. You're on, like, you've got 12 minutes left of the show. <laughs> so then uh, Rosario Dawson, Mando turns to Rosario, and he's like, you have to train it. And she's like, no, I can't. You're his father figure. He cares for you. And uh, then she made some reference to how the last uh, Jedi that she tried to train uh, had an attachment to someone else, and then it went poorly. Didn't get the reference, because uh, I don't care. And um, and then they go, and he's like, all right, I'll make a deal with you. If you train him, I'll help you defeat this witch lady that is holding these people hostage. And so then they go to the thing, and she, like, I didn't know Jedis could just fly. I didn't know that's how the Force worked. Well. What do you mean, well? I, I, well, you, you know how the segment works. This is episode five okay, okay, of the okay, season. Okay, okay, I can't okay. talk when you're talking. Okay, so she just flies up on, like, the guard wall, and then uh, she, like, pulls out her two lightsabers, which are super fucking cool. They're white lightsabers. And she's got, like, two shorter ones that are almost, like, daggers in compared to, like, regular lightsabers. And she just, like, fucking makes quick work of these dum-dums up top. And then for her final act, they have, like, a warning bell. And she just fucking splits it in half. And then it falls off the back of the wall and makes a super satisfying dong sound. Um, Focusing on the major (laughs) major plot points. All the plot, yeah. (laughs) And then... um, She, like, keeps on going, and, like, they're, like, uh, the, like, witch lady comes out, and, like, she tries to, like, talk, and she's, like, tell me where your master is, and the witch lady's, like, no, kill her, and then, so then, 
the Jedi just flies away pretty much. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> all the all of everyone but the witch lady chases after her. And then <clears throat> so then she like dismantles the soldiers, obviously easily. She's fucking Jedi people. Come on. Um, and then the, it comes down to like there's this this older gentleman who's like the head of the guard, apparently. And then it's two robots that were like the witch lady's personal protection. And then also throughout this sequence, there's like this cat thing that's running around that looks like the cat from, um, fuck, what's that Tim Burton movie? Alice cat. in Wonderland. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, its face looks exactly like the Cheshire cat. And it's super fucking cool. And it just like every once in a while, it seemed like it was like he specifically like a couple times cut to the cat and the cat just like looked at the camera and was like, Meow! I'll, and I'll then just ran that. away. I'll, I'll talk why. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking awesome, dude. I respect that. And so then she makes quick work. She kills one of the robot things. And then, so there's one robot and there's the old guy and then there's the witch lady. And so then Mando comes in and he's like, ha ha ha. Hello, I'm here. And then him and the old guy have this like, like old West, like spaghetti Western standoff kind of thing, which is first of all, fucking awesome toward the end of the episode. Like the, the sets that they used were fantastic because they both involved like a long corridor. And then it was two people facing off in the corridor. And it was like a very, like all of the lighting was very spaghetti Westerny and like all that kind of stuff. And so it turns out to be the witch against the Jedi and then Mando against this old guy. And so then uh, it's just like a basically a long sequence of, um, oh, and in the meantime, they free the prisoners. Um, I think Mando frees the prisoners and he makes friends with this old Asian guy. Seems super cool. Probably makes a mean pho if I had to guess. Um, and then so then the Jedi fights the witch and she has like this special uh staff i would call it maybe mm-hmm. um maybe like a spear of sorts but it just is immune to the lightsabers i was like what the fuck is this shit um so it takes the jedi way too long to beat her and then she's like where is uh your master and then oh so like while this is happening he hears the staff clank down the old guy, and he's like, okay, it looks like you won, and he goes to set down his, like, blaster rifle, and then as he's, like, as he sets it down, he draws on Mando, and Mando just fucking puts him in the dirt, baby. See you later. Um, and it's fucking awesome, and then uh, then one of the robots pops up, and Mando's like, the Asian guy is like, look, and then Mando's like, bang, and see you later. Um, just an absolute sure shot. It's impressive. Um, and then She's like, where's your master? And then to be honest, I, I don't know if I just missed this or if I don't know what happens with that scene. She, said, she says who her master is. She says who her master is, but she doesn't get any information out of her. It's okay. I'll, again, I'll talk about okay. it. Okay, elaborate. And then, so then uh, basically that all settles itself out, sorts itself out. Everybody's happy. The townspeople rejoice, yada, yada, yada. And then... Um, they're like Mando's on the spaceship with baby Yoda. And then he like comes out, he like swaddles him and picks him up and is very loving and caring. And then he brings him out and he's talking to Rosario Dawson. And she's like, I still can't train him. 
And Mando's like, well, what the fuck, dude? He was like, we made a deal. And she's like, I can't, like, I just, he has, he's too attached to you. And so then she's like, if you go to this planet and put him on the top of this mountain, then he can connect with the force. And maybe a Jedi will sense him and come to train him. And then the episode ends. Yes. Um, hold on. I'm writing down a bunch of shit that I do need to, to cover it's with you. This the part where Jackson talks now again for about 10 minutes, and I mostly tune him out. Yeah. Uh, so the second half of this <laughs> of this whole segment, uh, Becca, is to just expand upon my uh, knowledge on Star Wars. I got a degree in history, but I should have in Star Wars because I know a lot. Um, we open... Duncan, the beginning scene has no Mando in it. It has the Jedi that you continue to talk about. She's running through the woods, cutting up people, opening up her lightsabers and killing a guy, then closing it and running away and hiding. The Jedi's name, we reveal right away, it's Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, I knew that. I just didn't remember mm. it. Ahsoka Tano. It's much uh, easier to call her Rosario Dawson. Yes. So Ahsoka, um, it was the main character, basically, in the Clone Wars animated series. She was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. She leaves the Jedi Order because she's, like, blackmailed for uh, war crime, even though she didn't do it. And they're like, oh, we're sorry you didn't do it. You can come back. And she goes, no, fuck you. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. She basically isn't a Jedi because a Jedi is a religion. And, like, she's not a part of that religion anymore, even though she can use the Force she can light up her lightsabers. She doesn't fly. She just like force jumps and like jumps really high. But she's gonna. She can't just fly. She flies. Just so you know. Um, so she cuts through all these people at the beginning. We're also on a planet, the forest planet of Corvus. So um, Corvus. Um, she comes to like the main gates and she goes, um, "You need to get rid of like all your prisoners and leave. And you need to tell me who your master is." And she's just the the. Witch lady isn't a witch lady. She's just a normal person. She actually, <laughs> yeah. Her name also is the most non-Star Wars name I've ever heard. I like, I know a lot of weird Star Wars names like Snoo, uh, Snoo Snattles. Yeah. Um, he's a band. He plays, he plays like the trumpet in like uh, mm -hmm. Force Awakens or something. Um, her name is uh, Morgan Ellsbury. <laughs> I'm not joking. This woman's name is Morgan Ellsbury. Like, there's the woman that gets the coffee from Starbucks. Hi, I'm Morgan Ellsbury. That's like a country yeah. singer. Could I have um, a name for that? Morgan Ellsbury. Morgan Ellsbury. I didn't need your last name, but okay, thank you. She, um, she's she's Empire. She actually like uh, used to build or like build the blueprints for like all like the Empire starships. So she's like well to do. Um, she goes so she's no planet. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, and so Ahsoka goes, tell me everything. She goes, no. She goes, I'm going to send more people to kill you. And she goes, Ahsoka goes, you have until night, uh, 24 hours and I'll be back. And then we see Mando. He already knows where he needs to go. Thanks to Bo-Katan, the Mandalorian from two episodes ago, telling him where to go. He goes, looks at baby Yoda and goes like, hey, like we're going to find your master and everything. Walks into town, sees that Asian guy and goes, hey, can you give me any information about like the like the, the Jedi. And he goes, you're not supposed to talk to me. That Asian guy is actually a Disney exec. Like he's like high up in like Disney. He's like one of like the CEOs or something. Um, his That's kind of cool. It is game. Like he's, he's cool. He also, he's big in like the parks too. I think like he like uh, runs a couple of like Disneyland or Disney world and stuff. Um, he seemed like 
he reminded me of uh in New Girl, the random Asian guy that they meet. Tran. Yeah. Tran. Yeah. He reminded me he of that. Like swaddles Nick in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then uh, Mando goes like, "What am I? I'm supposed to talk to you?" And then uh, the main guy with no helmet, the old guy, comes up and goes like, "We need to talk with you." He meets Morgan Ellsbury in her yeah. abode, um, and goes, "She goes, I will give you my staff if you can go kill a Jedi for me." And he goes, "Yep, I'll do that." Goes because I'm looking for the Jedi, and he walks into the woods. Uh, he's like walking through with baby Yoda and he puts him down and starts like looking and then he gets attacked by Ahsoka Tano and he like blocks off a couple of her lightsaber things because he has Beskar and, uh, armor. The staff that Morgan Ellsbury has yeah. that is able to block is Beskar too. Okay. That's what like Mando's like little side mission is. He wants to just collect all the Mando armor that has Beskar because it's like important to like the Mandalorians. Yep. He goes, Ahsoka Tano, I'm looking for you. I have, like, something to show you. And she goes, yeah, like, I could see, like, you got, like, a little baby Yoda over there. They talk. Um, she spends time, Ahsoka Tano spends time with uh, baby Yoda. And she's, like, not talking to it because Yoda, baby Yoda can't talk. She's, like, communicating through the force, like, mentally with him. And he finally, like, walk, Mando walks up and goes, like, okay, like, wh- like, what can you tell me about, like, the kid? And she's just, like, his name, here we go. Is Rogu. Yeah. Rogu is the yeah. baby Yoda's name. His name will continue to be Baby Yoda because Grogu sucks. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. I also, just a quick interjection, is every time Baby Yoda makes any sort of noise in the subtitles, it just has in parentheses Baby Yoda gurgles. And I love that. <laughs> baby Yoda gurgles, yeah. He does, he's like, he's slowly, like, t- from the first season to this season, he's slowly, like, becoming more vocal, verbalizing more. And now that we know his name, we learned that Grogu um, was alive during, um, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan and all the Clone Wars and everything. But when Anakin, like, attacked the temple and killed everyone, someone, some Jedi, took Baby Yoda and hid him away. And he's just been kind of living his life until this point, like, hiding and suppressing his Force powers. Because he's super Force-sensitive. Like, he's like Yoda, like, really, really powerful. But he's been suppressing it, and he doesn't know how to use it that much because he hasn't done it in, like, 50 years. Yes, Duncan. So this Grogu is not actually Yoda? No. Okay. No. It's the same species, but... Yeah, 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 but um, not actually Yoda. Okay. She, uh, Ahsoka basically says, like, uh, he's been through a lot. Um, I've only seen one other Jedi um, that is like him. He goes, Master Yoda. And then it's something that's, like, really, like, not focused on, but it's, like, something in my nerd brain that I noticed, where Ahsoka, like, looks... When he, she says Yoda, Grogu, like, looks up at her, and Ahsoka literally really softly... It's not even on camera, like, or the focus of it. just goes like this, like, telling Grogu, Yoda's dead. And he kind of, like, goes back down and is like, oh, no, like, my buddy Yoda's dead. It was very sad. Um, she says, I can't train him because she doesn't have the best connection with him and it's like too much. She's not even a real Jedi. Um, she mentions that she knows someone that has a, a big like um, attachment to someone else that isn't like, and that's not good for Jedi. She's referring to Anakin who like loves Padme so much that yeah. he kills everyone and turns to Darth Vader. She doesn't want that to happen to grow to baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, basically that's where we pick everything up is she's trying to get baby Yoda like, pick up a rock with the force and he can't do it. But as soon as Mando does with the little silver ball, 
he like does it like automatically and he's just like yeah like he, he gets really excited too like a dad yeah. would like, the dad's like playing catch and he's like your son catches the baseball for the first he's like you see that he's like he did it he did it. <laughs> it was cool to see that like personality um basically that's where you picked up um some other little things um soka's lightsabers are white because in a comic that was literally like a long time ago she killed a bad guy with a light red lightsaber and then with the force purified the red crystal to make it white. That's the Ooh. only way you get white lightsabers if you pur- purify a red crystal. Um, the cat thing that you saw, it's called a loath cat. A loath cat. That's only in there because the director of this episode, Dave Filoni, loves them. Like he created okay. them and like loves them. <laughs> He'll just put them. He's he's done it. He did it last season too. They're just there. Um that's fucking awesome. Yeah, he just fucking loves them. They're they're like a big part of like one of the cartoons. Like they're like everywhere. Um, they're also force sensitive too. Um, when she finally like like gets Morgan Ellsbury like defeated, she goes, "Who's your master?" She she, she tells him, or she, Ahsoka just goes, "Where is Thrawn?" That's yeah. the master's name. Thrawn is huge. That was like a huge. I wasn't ready for Thrawn is way, way back in, like, the Legends books, like the non-canon shit. Thrawn is, like, a blue, uh, like, skinned a- Empire Grand Admiral. And he's, like, like ten times smarter than any other being in the universe. Like, he's got all the strategy down. In the Legends, him and Luke Skywalker fight um, each other. And literally, he, like, defeats Luke Skywalker. Like, Luke doesn't die, but, like, has to go, like, back into hiding. Like... Grand Animal Thrawn is like a badass. He comes up in one of the cartoons that Dave Filoni directed, um, Rebels. So basically, and Ahsoka's in Rebels as well. Basically, bringing in Thrawn into this show means that Mando could come in contact with another Jedi named Ezra. Ahsoka could have her own spinoff, Finding Thrawn. I think that's what this whole season is about. We, they tease Boba Fett. He's getting a series. They tease Ahsoka. She's getting a, her own series. I think they're just doing spinoffs on everything. But it's cool that they mention that. And finally, the last thing, they tell Mando and Grogu, go to the planet of Typhon. Typhon, rather. Typhon. Typhon is really important in the lore. Very Force-sensitive place. It's basically where all the Jedi come from. It's like the planet that they all, like, origin the Force is from. Um, and he's going to reach out, Grogu's going to reach out into the force and see if anyone comes calling after him. This could mean either, there's a lot of talk, that Ezra, that Jedi that I was just talking about with Thrawn, it could be Luke Skywalker. It could be a guy from a uh, video game, Cal Kestis, that I played like five minutes of. Or it could be Samuel Jackson, Mace Windu, because supposedly Ooh. Disney just revealed that Mace Windu is not dead after being hand cut off by the, by Anakin and thrown out a window. Okay. So just to be clear, um, this is like an unrelated question or it's a related question. Never mind. But so there is no like foundation for any plot lines involving baby Yoda. So it could be anyone. What do you mean? So like, there's nothing that, there's nothing in previous Star Wars that would contradict any Baby Yoda storyline. Uh, it's basically already happened. Like the internet's all up in rage because Ahsoka says there's only one other person I've seen that looks like him, Yoda. Yeah. 
in Phantom Menace episode one, there is a character that looks like Yoda named Yaddle, but they never talk about her because she's like a meme. Like it's just it's nothing. Okay. However, Gro- like Gro- I know you. A lot of people are thinking like, oh, it's just a clone of Yoda. It isn't. It's like its own character. Yeah. Yeah. The contradicting thing that could happen is like, I mean, when George Lucas made Episode Three and had Anakin kill all the Jedi, basically. It was very vague, so that's what allowed so many other Jedi to, like, escape. Like, literally, the first, like, New Hope, episode four, back in the 70s, literally the only Jedi on the entire universe was Obi-Wan. And then it's just like, well, we can't just have that because there used to be all these Jedi. Mm -hmm. So they're, like, slowly, like, bringing out, like, more Jedi, like the Rebels characters, Ahsoka Tano. This is only very recently, within the last, like, 12 years, are we learning that there's more Jedis that survive besides obi-wan okay it, it makes sense if you think about it yeah it's, it's like very he, vague. they weren't all at the temple even if that yeah. part wasn't as vague like they're not all there at the same time like it just there were even there were even jedi at the temple that like survived you, right uh, Be- becca you may know do you remember there's a librarian at the jedi temple in those sequels she's like an old woman with white hair she yeah. survives and is a badass in a comic book. Like she's got two blue lightsabers and is like slicing shit up as like an old woman. Oh, her name shit. is Jaca- her name is Jacasta New. We just rewatched all of them in order of release date. Kyle and I just like two months ago. Yeah. Seen them all. Other than the newest one. Fun fact, I've never seen the first six. I've only seen the new ones. Yeah. You yeah, own- what that? Well, one through three is like questionable acting. Yeah. Ian Christensen's a little. He's a beefcake. It's cringy. Like those movies just make me unco- like physically uncomfortable. But you should watch them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's what well, I should have done the past couple of days, and I didn't. Where we are with Mando, um, I believe the next episode. There's only there's three episodes left, and. We Mando still hasn't come in contact with Giancarlo Esposito yet, so who knows? Who knows? Something could happen. Stay, stay tuned to find out. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just not going to watch, and then I'll come back and listen every perfect. week, and then have a like a really solid idea of what it's about. Yeah. You and while Kyle you're listening, talk about it. just like look up Google images of the yeah. of Mandalorian. <laughs> Make my own show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And or listen to just what Duncan says. Yeah, just tune me out like he does. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, That's all I got. I only have one thing to wrap it up. That is welcome back, Janos. Ah, uh, Janos. Whiskey is poor. Soup is on the hot. Welcome back, Janos. It's been a full, basically a full year, Janos. Yeah, more than that, maybe. Word Janos is a back. Janos. Janos is a weird Celtics Twitter guy that. He, I think he has identified as Polish too. Like, <laughs> got a lot going on. So I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Very broken English. Uh, he, the soup is hot and the calves are loose. So there's, there's a lot to unpack with Janos, but he is like, he was like the first weird Celtics Twitter guy I started to follow. No, send me weird NBA accounts because I'm into like we- I'm a- I follow some weird hockey accounts, but I just got into can the NBA. You send me so weird need- hockey accounts. Yeah. Yes, I can send you a good Bruins one that always talks okay. about how like Dan Heinen died for this and like yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it's good. I'll send okay. it to you. But yeah, no, I just started watching the playoffs this year, and like now I'm into it. But 
I don't have any of the good like social media people to follow yet. Though, if you the epicenter of it all, the man who started Weird Celtics Twitter, his name is Riffsman. 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 If you follow him, you now follow everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You follow um, it all. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your very, very busy schedule to yeah, this was really come fun. on this podcast. It's been a while. I've missed you. Um, yeah. We should do better at staying in touch. Um, yeah. Please tell Kyle I said hello. Yes. They say hello. Hey. He says hey. <laughs> you know? Hey. Yeah. Hey. Um, and uh, congratulations on being our 69th follower. This is yes. something, a milestone that no one else will ever be able to re- reach. I, I think know. the only other time we're going to have someone on for being like a numbered follower is when we hit 420. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. And then I'm... we're just going to get super fucking high for that episode. Oh, I'll come if back. That... Guest appearance, 69. <laughs> have all of our guests on. It's going to be like a rotating, yeah. like you, you, got, you got a five minute spot. Yeah. Stage. <laughs> So get your material ready when we get yeah. 420. Yep. Um, but do you have anything, any last thoughts, Jackson? Uh, I don't. Go check out Becca's uh, cooking Instagram. Picky Test Kitchen. There you go. Um, keep on a lookout for, um, uh, I don't know. Jackson's, Jackson's book. novel. Yeah. <laughs> my no- yeah. I forgot it. Yes, I forgot about it. Uh, my novel and um watch duncan's twitch yeah watch my twitch please i i constantly have one person watching and i don't know who it is and it frustrates me to no end they won't oh, tell I love me that. It's yeah. 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 but um i've been playing a lot this week and i'm gonna be continuing to play a lot so um yeah come hang out all right well this has been the motherfucker trollstone podcast thank you again becca this is thank you. you this has been jackson keep it sleazy and I'm out. Peace out, you cool cats and kittens. Only facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a ruger. Top billing, come cops and billing it. Shots is block shipped out and bought and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. Killer Mike killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free. I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son. Now run. Get it the gut away. Live to shoot another day.